1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
2: I always like Wednesdays because I get to talk with Patrick O'Hare. He'll be coming up on the show. We've got lots of content to go through, including the markets continuing to chug higher. One of the reasons you should stay invested, in my opinion, at all times. You should never be on all cash. In large part, you don't know when to get back in. I was a little surprised that the bear market didn't go deeper and farther. I said we would be in a bear market under three years, but it'll start to recover before the recession ends. And it looks like we've managed so far to keep employed enough to avoid a recession. And therefore, the bear market ended earlier. Again, that is such light commentary, but it's where we are. It's one of the reasons I always say stay invested in the market. Now, you can raise a little cash. Let's say you always want to have 3% in cash, maybe go to 5% in cash always. If you want if you think it's going to be real ugly, you can go five to ten. You can go from growth down to value. There's ways to manage your portfolio intelligently when things get choppy or on the downside. <laughs> Yesterday, the NASDAQ was up three quarters of a percent, the SP 500 was up three quarters of a percent, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up one percent, and the Russell 2000 was up over one percent. Again, a broadening of the breadth of the markets. What else do we need to talk about? Microsoft was up 4%. They announced pricing for a subscription to ChatGPT. For, you know, Microsoft 365 with generative tools is the right way to say it. 30 bucks a month. It's a lot of money. And a lot of people are going to use it because it helps a lot with writing scripts. It helps a lot with writing papers. It's a wonderful search tool. Now, for Microsoft, up 15 bucks yesterday. We're going to have to wait and look in their next quarter's earnings. How much of this is valuation coming in a year? Valuation coming in two years? Are they starting to see some of the benefits already? I can tell you my company, E.B. Wealth has licensed, I think, three or four seats of chat GPT. To help with various functions. So there is some reality already starting to come in. The Dow is hotter than the Death Valley right now. Should I go there or no? No, seven up days in a row is pretty nice. Longest winning streak since 2021, early in 2021, back in March of 2021. With that said, when I see that, I go, well, it's probably not going to go up today. Isn't that right? Isn't that funny? I kind of take the contrarian. Um, But so far, so wrong. Dows up so far in the morning. I don't think it's reassuring. I, I think it's it sucks. I see the heat waves sweeping across Europe and uh, just to Spain, Italy and Greece host record crowds of international tourists. You know, this is the summer of travel. Everyone is going to Europe and they're hopping in like these 16th, 16th and 17th century uh, fountains because it's so friggin hot. Rome was 104 degrees yesterday. You want to do a, a romantic stroll around the plaza with your, your loved one? Nope. Too hot. <laughs> Um, I personally, I know this is going to sound interesting. Uh, my spouse wants to go back east to hang with the cousins in August. I'm like, no, too hot. So there's a, a financial decision that I'm making because it's too hot. I said, let's go in the fall. It's much, lo- much more lovely. August is just gross on the East coast with just humidity and heat. Oh, I feel like you just took a shower of sweat. So maybe some of these expectations for airlines will need to be cut back just a skosh. Visitors who are being drawn to heat. Some people who are wearing fur coats, you know, the type that I'm talking about, right? They're flocking to Death Valley so they can take pictures and put them on Instagram. That's not funny. People are dying in this heat, but okay, let's take a selfie in front of a a dead person. It's probably going to increase the value A U.S. soldier was detained in North Korea. That's kind of a bizarre story, isn't it? An American soldier willingly strolled into Kim Jong-un's territory yesterday, and he's believed to be in North Korean detention. The soldier was being sent back to the United States from South Korea for disciplinary reasons when he was weaseled his way out onto a tour of the joint security area. He started laughing, and he ran to North Korea. Skipped, I think is the word. I bet he's going to regret that one. Uh, Trump likely to be charged in the January 6th investigation. One thing we got to start preparing for on Wall Street, we're having a wonderful year. If there is anything, and it could be anything, it could be a Putin event. It could be a Middle Eastern event. It could be a terrorism event. It could be uh, China saying they want Taiwan back. It could be... MAGA Republicans losing their mind and getting together and trying to take over the White House. You don't know. Wall Street is always, always going to be hit by some sort of surprise. Not a selling reason. But a a way of saying, be ready for it. Mark Zuckerberg is doing a smart thing. He's going to open source the code underpinning its latest large language model. Many developers can use it for research or commercial purposes for free. Always wise to get breadth of product out there when you're not the leader. OpenAI, Microsoft and Google have limited access to their AI tools. TikTok influencers will have to return to plaint challenges or put down their tiny mics because the actor's strike also applies to them. Is that right? The Screen Actors Guild, Federation of Television Radio Artists. The Hollywood union that went on strike last week released an FAQ detailing how union and non-union creators can avoid crossing the digital picket line. Ultimately, creators can fulfill any contracts were agreed upon before the strike started, but shouldn't take on any new Barbie makeup tutorials or anything like that to make extra money on the side. Ain't that funny? So Margot Robbie can't jump on TikTok and say... In the latest movie, I wear high- eyebrows that are this high sponsored by Maybelline. I didn't didn't see TikTok get involved in this, but I guess they are. <clears throat> you play the Powerball, it's going be worth an estimated one billion dollars. a friend of mine once told me the reason why he plays lotto, and I think it's kind of a stupid thing to do, it's kind of financially foolish. And he said, you know, Rob, for $2, if I buy my ticket at noon, I can dream for seven hours. What it would be like to have billions of dollars? Hundreds of millions of dollars. He says, you don't like that dream? And I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> don't like that dream at all. <clears throat> I had some crazy dreams last night. What's up with the late summer or midsummer dreams? Crazy stuff going on, right, Shakespeare? Uh-huh. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in mid to late March in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. Uh, readiness tests for retirement with CFP Chad Burton. Sign up at RobBlackShow.com.
1: Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening and being part of the show. It's been my pleasure. It's been cathartic for me to spend many, many years helping you figure out what retirement should look like for you. Um, The show started as a tech growth stock show called New, not new focus on wealth. That's what it is now, right? Um, Twenty twenty insight. And a lot of people thought I was an optometrist. Uh, but it was 2020 Inside on Wall Street. And I always had this approach that I'm a Generation Xer and I was smarter than, not smarter, that I worked harder and created smarter results than the establishment of the old white guys on Wall Street. And I don't say that in any sort of racial tension kind of way. Statistics will show you that my industry is just filled with Caucasians, males over 50. Now, I'm that statistic. Uh, With that said, I've always welcomed new voices. um, But most importantly, I welcome smart people. There's a great website, not a website, well, it's a website blog. um, But more so importantly, a podcast, Money with Katie. Um, I listened to one of her podcasts yesterday. And just to even check in to make sure she's still not selling out or grifting on you. um, Top notch. So if you're under 35, I, I think that's your person. I don't know millennials. I can tell you that the millennial wedding trends are different. Uh, The Generation Z wedding trends are a lot different than the millennials, which are a lot different than Generation X. Traditional white and ivory dresses are no longer the default choice of young brides. They want colorful, bold, celestial inspired patterns. Grooms are stepping in to help plan weddings instead of leaving it all up to the bride as more couples say goodbye to gendered traditions. Big, expensive engagement rings are slowly going out of style while young people opt for simpler, affordable gemstones and gender neutral statement bands. So the wedding industry was hit hard by the pandemic. And I don't mind seeing the changes. I like seeing them. Etsy predicted that colorful wedding dresses would be hot this year and it's been showing up everywhere. You've seen celebrities like Mandy Moore, Gwen Stefani, Kelly Kuluko, all don colorful dresses for their big days. Um, Anyhow, I think it's kind of interesting. I've never really liked weddings. And financially speaking, I think that's what it's all about in my head is like, it doesn't really make sense to be doing it this way. Just throwing it down there for you. Let's talk about some of the other things that we're seeing out there. First and foremost, let's take a look at the markets. The Dow's on a seven-day win streak. Could be eight. Up 22 points right now, up one-half of 1%, trending higher in the first hour of trading. The Dow's up three-quarters of a percent. NASDAQ's up one-third of a percent. The S&P 500's up one-half of a percent. So, the Russell is outperforming the NASDAQ. I like that. A little more breadth in the market. The Dow is outperforming the S&P 500. A little more value hunting versus growth. Crude oil's higher. Probably going on the backs of Bank of America and Brian Monahan saying odds of recession are dropping. Wow, if the Fed pulls this one off, not only a soft landing, but a smooth, soft landing. I'm not going to say we have to give them credit. Pandemic was really brutal because it wasn't their fault that governments around the world spent trillions of dollars to keep people afloat. But the trillions we spent uh, created inflation. Taking a look at some of the stocks that we talk about on a regular basis here. Microsoft's a little lower. NVIDIA's a little lower. Apple's a little lower. Those are all stocks that I own. Uh, Google, Meta, a little higher stocks that I own. Um, but definitely nothing breaking out. I like seeing a little pause in the big cap uh, megatech stocks. A little pause is okay. It's not going to kill you to have a little bit of a pause. Chip firm, ASM Lithography, ASML, Um, they're caught in the China, U.S. spat on semiconductors. They posted a 38% rise in profit. Great company, but kind of a sexy long-term, not sexy short-term. Like yesterday, I did a story on air conditioners. Air conditioners are a sexy long-term investment. Great long-term investment. The world's getting hotter. More people are getting homes. More homes are coming with air conditioning. The more we use air conditioning, the more likely it breaks. and needs to be fixed. Short term, I want to get caught up in anything. It's just kind of a rule of thumb for me. I'm more about the longer term trend versus the shorter term momentum. Elsewhere out there, um, Hollywood actors strike leaves San Diego Comic-Con light on star power. One thing I don't like about the strike is that when we see spokespeople talk one of the things that they're missing out on is that there's wage disparity and yes I get there's wage disparity between management of media companies and actors but there's also wage disparity between actors and top end actors and low end actors Um, a lot of money is going to the top ten actors a lot of money and that's damaging to the ecosystem If Tom Cruise is pulling in 20 to 30 million in a movie, you kind of expect the guy in the background or on a show like Orange is the New Black, probably not going to be pulling in a living. And one of the things that comes out of strikes and really one of the things that comes out of life are called unintended consequences when we try to fix things. I don't know if we'll see a $270 million budgeted movie ever again. We will. But Mission Impossible, and this is something that I feel a little weird about, the actors aren't allowed to go out and promote the movies that they've been paid for. The union saying, nope, you're not allowed to, to go on TikTok. You're not allowed to go on TV. You're not allowed to talk about your movies. In fact, promote independent films. Promote anything other than the big movies. Um but you got paid for that movie and that that's kind of upsetting to me. I I don't feel good for Hollywood right now and I don't feel good for all the people who work in Hollywood like electricians who are not actors. Or my cousin, you know, who might work in food service kind of thing. Um that's a whole city getting getting pounded right now. I know, I know. Unions are Cool thing to like, but I'm just telling you there's a lot of unintended consequences. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up with CFP, Chad Burton on the readiness test, seven readiness tests for retirement in Los Gatos, 12-House Hotel.
1: What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: What do you now? Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, a reliable source of domestic and international information. Great resource, Briefing.com. I find myself starting my day by reading his column, page one. But typically around one o'clock, I go through the live in play and see all the breaking news that I missed throughout the day that just got underneath me because they've got it covered. Patrick, how are you today?
3: Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing just fine. Thanks.
2: Wednesdays are my favorite day in financial media because I get to talk to you and it's always good talking money with another man to man kind of uh, approach. And we're kind of in the same industry. Uh, Markets are on a tear. The Dow's up seven days in a row. I don't think anyone was really calling for a bottom in the stock market the way it happened in hindsight. Maybe it has to be tested. We don't know. Uh, But it's one of those reasons why we always tell people stay invested, change up your weightings a little bit, but never go all to cash because you just never know. Um, What are your thoughts about the swiftness of this market rally?
3: Yeah, well, that's right. And, of course, everything is pretty clear in hindsight. Um, And what you're looking what we're looking at now is. Is a market that's certainly trading with an air of confidence uh, with respect to a number of, of considerations. You know, one being that the economy can avoid a hard landing, two that the Fed is you know close to being done raising interest rates, and three that you're going to see a return to earnings growth again in the second half of the year. Uh, and uh, and it certainly is uh, kind of just relishing, I think, the thought that. Uh, We've had all of this um, tightening from the Federal Reserve, and yet you have an unemployment rate that's still, you know, hovering near a 50-year low, uh, which uh, is a, you know, truly uh, really important linchpin here as it relates to the economic outlook. Because as long as that labor market is hanging in there uh, strongly, um, you know, you'll see continued increases in consumer spending that continue to support the economy, which – you know, bringing it back to the top uh, allows the market to have confidence in the idea that we can have a soft landing.
2: One of the areas that you just highlighted was the positives of the unemployment report, and one of the stories that I saw this morning was that getting a car loan is getting tougher to do to pull off um, with the cost of cars and with banks saying, you know, let's be a little bit choosier just in case things go a little bit weak in the economy. Um, so, there, it, it's almost like we want a one handed economist. Now we understand the meaning of I wish I met a one handed economist because, on one hand, the economy looks great, but on the other hand, there's parts <laughs> of the economy that are starting to weaken. Um, have you ever met a one handed economist?
3: <laughs> I, I like that term. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. But <laughs> oh, I did bumps back. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. is like because, you know, even you know, sitting here as a stock market analyst and kind of just knowing what you know we know about the history of of tightening cycles uh you know you would think you'd see you know uh, more of an impact on the economy than what we've seen at this point uh and that's i think that's the real uh hesitation factor for a lot of people um is you know we're 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 now entering the realm of asking is this time different and uh that of course can always be a a, a dangerous phrase um but Uh, But certainly, you know, the economy has shown a great deal more resilience than a lot of people expected. We probably have to, uh, again, in hindsight, look at the fact that um, we came into, you know, this tightening cycle, I'd, I'd say, in a much different manner than we had going into the cycle leading up to prior recessions, right? We had never, ever seen the type of stimulus uh, fiscal and monetary combined that we got during the pandemic. Uh, And, and I think that's been, you know, it's been hanging out there as a great shock absorber to all of these rate hikes that we've been seeing so far. And so the question on everyone's mind is, okay, when does all of, when does the, when do those excess savings run out? Uh, When does the um, uh, textbook, impact of prior rate hikes hit home more acutely in the economy and a lot of people are on watch for that and, and what you're alluding to Rob is, is correct I mean it's, it's you know it is not as easy to get loans uh, things are more expensive so that you know the cost of servicing debt is more expensive and and there should be some uh, adverse impact from that and there has been on the margins certainly but uh, from a general economic sense Uh, The economy has held up well because people, most people are still gainfully employed, making money, uh, and are now actually earning the rate of inflation. So you have, uh, you know, real gain in wages, which is helping to support, you know, consumer spending. And so that's why this labor market, we have to continue to watch very closely as that holds the key, I think, in terms of answering, you know, when or if we might enter into a recession.
2: And just a little more color when you go on and buy a new car. You're helping the steel industry. You're helping the local dealership. You're helping the secretary at the local dealership. When the screen actors go on strike, it hurts the writers. Well, not the writers, but the staff of the late night TV show. It hurts the caterers for the late night TV shows. Um, there's a lot of in-depthness that happens when you see a little just a tightening of cars uh, being sold is, isn't the story. It's the the depth beneath it. Um, Taking a look at your page one column today at briefing.com. Talking about feeling the pain, a new day is dawned and the same conjecture has risen with the sun. The stock market is short-term overbought. Right now, I'm seeing the the number of bullishness, uh, people feeling good about the stock market. It's on the rise, and historically, that's been a negative. It's almost counterintuitive. Um, and that goes back to Warren Buffett. Be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. It's it's interesting how this all kind of intersects with each other if you do this long enough, right?
3: It really is. And, you know, you can look back towards, you know, to that market low we saw in October and you can trace it back to um, investor sentiment being extremely bearish, right? And so now we've kind of built off of that, you know, really low base in a in a contrarian way. And so, given the, the move we've seen in the market here, uh, and the uh, concurrent rise in, in bullish sentiment, you know, it does make one wonder if if you know we're in for a kind of a short term, near term uh, correction. Um, and and I don't even know what correction means anymore for this market. You know, people tend to loosely define it as a ten percent pullback from a prior high, um, but but this market uh, has hasn't allowed that, you know, really you haven't had those, you know, those strong pullbacks because everyone's wanting to buy it, you know, into into the weakness. And, you know, I read something earlier. I said someone was writing that we could see a five to 10% summer correction, but that you would want to buy that weakness. Well, you know, if you're an investor, then who cares about that call? Just stay invested, you know, so that's that's just a market timing call. What that is, it's it's about tactical trading. Um, But. Um, but the stock market, as, as I see it right now, is uh, embracing an uh, you know, improved fundamental outlook uh, that includes uh, inflation coming down further, the Fed being done raising rates, the economy holding up okay, and earnings growth uh, coming back. And, uh, and because of that, that's why you get this continuing inclination to buy into the weakness and, of course, with the amazing relative and absolute strength of those mega cap stocks, we still have a lot of uh, probably fund managers out there who had wished that they had participated, uh, as, you know, more more fully on the way up, you know, looking to add exposure there if they can get it. And that's why those names really never come back in all that much. Uh, so, you know, what changes? Well, you know, We don't know. um, Right. Is that, you know, we need to see some type of news catalyst out there that could kind of break the fever. Um, And by and large, uh, the news that's been coming in continues to be reasonably good. And that that that's all good enough for this for this stock market at this point in time.
2: It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing dot com. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing dot com, a reliable source of domestic and international news. I've used it for 20 plus years. That is the biggest endorsement I can make. I'm not getting paid to say that. It's truly non-biased. It's really top-notch information. Briefing.com.
1: This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com.
2: 25 years ago in this industry, I said, you know, write down 20 things that define you. I can say I invest every two weeks in my 401k. I never go to cash. I'm not a day trader. You know, know who you are. And if you can't write down some of those thoughts and live by those thoughts, you're in the wrong area of play. I was stunned yesterday. I was looking at a report by Schwab. And I'm trying to get access to the raw data. And this report by Schwab is that if you... Work with a financial professional. You'll have double your money when it's all said and done. That's because financial professionals tend, not all, I can tell you CFPs do, but financial professionals tend to say things like diversify, stay in it for the long term. You've got 15% cash. You should only have three to 5% cash. I had a conversation with Brad, my CFP yesterday, and uh, we were just going over reinvesting dividends versus reinvesting capital gains. We were still going over the small data. He keeps me honest. He's like, we can start taking the dividends in cash. I'm like, when I'm retired. So he goes, do you know? And he wasn't being mean to me when he says this, He goes, you do know that, like in your 401k, when you reinvest the dividends and reinvest the capital gains that you become weighted incorrectly. i um, Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, I know that and to be honest with you, I haven't thought about it in a long time. Working with a financial planner pays off to the tune of double in your investment lifetime. But I was reading through that article was published on a. Uh, a yahoo page it was published in like 10 different type of financial things because it's licensed content it's a company called My smart asset writes an article and they quote the schwab content and i'm, I'm contacting schwab so i can get the raw data uh, because i want to see all of it not just a, a a portion of it but it was published on yahoo and at the bottom yahoo gives comments and i could not believe how many people are bitter and angry About, you know, oh, it's a roller coaster in markets. It's not a roller coaster. It goes up seven out of 10 years. It's a reflection of capitalism. If you feel like it's a roller coaster, then what you don't know is making it feel like a roller coaster. Like, I don't buy biotech stocks. It's too gleeful. It's too painful. No, I won't do it. Um, A lot of people will say, you know, hey, I've done great in index funds. Great, you should wealth accumulate in index funds, but diversified in index funds. Not just, you know, the one that, like, oh, I'm only going to do, you know, super growth companies. Like, I'm only going to do a Kathy Wood fund. No, 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 no. She's super growth. She's hyper growth. But a lot of people who don't have money... um. Blame the people that they work with or blame the system. I'm not going to give it out any names, but I think there's some some awful people in this industry. For legal reasons, I don't want to get sued and I want my company to get sued. Um, Best lawsuit is the one that you completely avoid, even if you could win it. Yesterday, I did a quick story on Generation X. Almost 40% of my my generation have no money saved you know what's going to happen they're going to work till the day they die you know what's going to happen they're going to get to retirement age and it's going to stink i almost want to invest in trailer homes cuz i'm embarrassed by my generation they didn't save enough money and again i get it you walk into a job and you, it's they're not going to pay you millions i when i was 18 i was like they're not going to pay me millions so i better become an entrepreneur very very frustrating One thing that a financial planner is helping me with is my state planning. And I'll tell you why. When James Brown died in 2006, his will left most of his estimated $100 million in a charitable trust that would fund scholarships for disadvantaged children. That's amazing. James Brown? James Brown. Probably the greatest American true legend in my mind that was so unique for his time. Again, I know you're going to say, no, no, it was Elvis. I get it. We're all going to fight on that one. But Prince died in 2016 without a will, leaving his heirs to battle for six years before reaching a settlement. Aretha Franklin died in 2018, leaving two wills behind. Three of her four sons would square off and court to determine which version was valid when she passed. You know which one was valid? The one they found in her couch that reflected her final wishes. When Carr's frontman, Rick Ocasek, died in 2019, he was in the midst of a divorce from supermodel Paulina Porshkova. He left instruction as well that she not be provided for because he said she had abandoned him. Isn't that suck? You're young and you're beautiful. You're a rock star. She's young. She's beautiful. She's a supermodel. You get older. You get cancer. And you become Bitter. That you got cancer and you no longer selling out crowds, and you no longer drawing the supermodel. So the, the woman that you've loved for twenty plus years is the woman you're going to penalize. I don't like that. I love my children. I brought them into this world. I love my spouse. We made an agreement to work together. One. And uh, I don't ever want to go back on those words. Estate planning is super important. Having a will, having a trust. If you live in California and have a house, you should have a trust. If you don't, you're financially irresponsible. And I'm talking to you, the person who owns a house in California who doesn't have a trust. I know there's many listeners. If you have a complicated uh scenario, i.e. you've been married once, twice, have kids in two marriages, you should have a trust. And if you don't, you're irresponsible. You should work with a financial planner like I work with a financial planner because they help you through these issues. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, I'm Rob Black. Big event coming up at the end of August. It's a new one. It's the seven readiness test for retirement with CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at robblackshow.com.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com.